0: Hello, all. welcome back to the show. I'm Chance Ellison. I'm Russell Howe. And this is Notorious by Chance, where we come and talk all things movies and, well, anything going on right now, because there's nothing to talk about. <laughs> like there's, uh, we, we
1: are six feet apart, though, so we're good. We, uh, we're social
0: distancing. We are absolutely six feet apart. Yeah, coronavirus is still—coronavirus <laughs> is a bitch, man. <laughs> it's, it's a, coronavirus is a motherfucker, brother. It's everywhere, man. It, it is. It's
1: it's taking absolutely all the headlines of everything. so oh, yeah, uh, I
0: mean you can't you can't help but not see it. So I mean, yeah, I mean, I guess as, as a result, like theaters are now like officially closed. They're doing this whole social distancing, yeah. but like like we said, all theaters across America are closed. Schools are closed. I think I just saw like North Carolina shut down all schools. Just period.
1: Yeah, the, our one county in Pittsburgh, Allegheny County, um, shut down everything. Um, but I still got to go to work. Yeah, Yay. you still got to gotta,
0: gotta, <laughs> go to the airports where nobody's yes. at right now.
1: Where social distancing doesn't exist. <laughs> <So> just distancing at <laughs> an
0: airport, get out of here.
1: Yeah, come on. Put these people in a closet and hang out with them.
0: But, yeah, so as a result, there's really not much to talk about. Like, uh, people behind, behind the Curve, before we do every show, I compile a list of, like, every news topic and every trailer to talk about, but there's no trailers to talk about at all because there's no movies coming out. Uh, and yeah, I didn't even write down the news story because I'm like, you know, we're we're, we're gonna do this on the fly. I I did out. see
1: that uh, Harvey Weinstein has the coronavirus. So something so something positive came out of all this. Yeah. So see, I mean, it's not know, all know, bad. Just just desserts. Everything uh, pays itself forward, you know. So
0: so yeah, let's we, let's see what there is to talk about. Uh, yeah, like you said, Harvey Weinstein got coronavirus. Uh, let's see. Oh, oh, uh, a July movie finally bent on this as uh, Minions decided to push back no idea when but yeah we are we are going to be look. god willing sluggish resolve all by july which i hope it does i uh, hope so man minion we will not be able to quench our uh, uh, our minions I, I, thirst
1: i don't know what i'm gonna do this summer
0: i know right <laughs> that was the one that i'm good that, I'm that, nine that nine. was that was the one
1: uh, did you also see that they are uh Possibly talking about putting Wonder Woman
0: '84 on uh, VOS. That was the one I was I was going to talk about right now yeah. because yeah, uh, another also another movie uh, Wonder Woman, which had I think it's like I think it's coming out in June. We're supposed to come out in June. Is that, yeah, still coming out in June as of right now. Uh, that movie yeah. is they're currently talking about putting it straight to streaming, and then yeah, and putting it back because like we're seeing that a lot, like a lot in common like like Disney decided to write off Onward altogether. They put that on for up for digital download. It'll be on Disney Plus I believe April 3rd. April 3rd, yeah. And then yeah, so that that'll be good
1: and and I'm sure they'll probably end up releasing it out on Blu-ray there well, within the next couple months, I'm sure.
0: Yeah, but like and, and th- it sucks because I think that did, did you see it? did you end up watching it? Or Yeah, Onward, yeah, I did. Yeah, I did uh, really good. And it sucks that that's going to be like really good. That's going to end up being like Pixar's biggest bomb. Which sucked. It's nowhere. It's nowhere near its worst, Their worst film.
1: Absolutely not. And then they're gonna have to look back at the times of when this was released and all the stuff that was actually happening in in the world. You know what I mean? Because
0: it's a shame. Because that movie is
1: really, really, really underrated. I, I thought it was a very, very good film.
0: Oh yeah, it was a really, really solid movie. Uh, <laughs> let's see what what else has been. Uh, what what else has has been uh, delayed? I think I think it's it honestly. Then, uh, oh, what,
1: Invisible Man? Invisible Man, that's already uh, on streaming. Emma,
0: Emma, The Hunt is already on streaming. The Hunt.
1: And then they also talked about Birds of Prey will be coming out Birds, Birds of Prey will be week.
0: out, yeah, in a, in a few days. Yeah, so. Uh, What else is there? I'm trying there was something else. Oh, uh, Trolls is going straight to streaming. Yeah, they're, I feel bad for them because they're taking a huge hit with that. Yeah, because, cool, like, Dream, DreamWorks, I mean, they're not, they're, not, they're not, like, Illumination cheap, but, like, they, they do put money. Like with that cast alone and the music, that had to have had a I lot mean, of money put into absolutely, it.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. And just look at the the rec, you know just how recognizable Trolls is in general. Do you know what I mean? Like that the movie was everywhere, soundtrack was everywhere, toys and merchandise were everywhere. They're losing. A, they're going to lose a ton of money off of this, I think.
0: Oh, Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, and look, this, this thing this thing's only getting getting worse. I'm out I'm out of two jobs now because ShmoDown's not recording and. uh the draft house actually just like shut, they shut down all of and laid off all of their employees
1: i feel you man cuz my wife uh, is a waitress so i i understand how that goes and on top of it remember last summer we were dealing with us as tsa workers uh not getting paid because of the government shutdown yeah so so we had 5 weeks without collecting a paycheck so i, I feel you i like i i i recognize what's what's happening and it's it's scary man cuz you is. don't know what's going to happen man
0: uh i mean the Big, the only like real news story is the only thing I really want to talk about. Because I think it's an awesome thing. Uh, Mandalorian has not been delayed due to coronavirus; it's still going. Jeez! Uh, they, but they have a huge. they made a huge casting announcement for season two, and that is that Ahsoka Tano, Clone Wars character, is going to make a transition to live action, and she's going to be played by Rosario Dawson. Huh. So uh, now, Ursula, would I be correct in assuming that you have not, you do not watch Star Wars: The Clone Wars? <laughs> this is true.
1: But listen, can we just say that if there's any moment in time to watch when it to, now, when to do it, it's now. It's Right now. Right. Oh yeah. No, I, I will. I, I will. Because, like I said, Beck and I have been looking for stuff to watch. Actually, um, I actually we re actually uh, watched Contagion. Of course, just you did. Just given all the yeah, just because of all the things that are going on now in our current state of affairs. So I'm like, you know what? I want to revisit that film from 2011, so I, I did do
0: that. Yeah, well, let, let me give you a little uh, let me give you a little lecture about Ahsoka Tano because this is actually a really good <laughs> okay a really good idea. Bringer. so Ahsoka Tano, she was a character introduced originally in the Clone Wars movie. Remember that? Remember that thing that came out a few years back? Yeah. Okay. Did, did you ever watch it? The Clone Wars, the cartoon? No, the movie. The movie.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: So yeah, she was introduced in that movie. She was uh, Anakin Skywalker's Padawan. Okay. And the thing is, like, when she was introduced in that movie, like, pe- people hated her. Like, she was not a liked character. But over time and over writing and over, like, several seasons of that show, like, she, they really did a lot to evolve her because she was, it was the first time we really got to see, like, the point of view of someone, like, going up through the Jedi Town. Because, like, when we saw Anakin, like, we went from kid to Padawan, and then by the time we saw him again, he was already, like, a Jedi Knight. Yeah. And, you know. Obi Wan was already Jedi Master. We never really saw a character like her,
1: mm-hmm.
0: like a point of view of like a younger Jedi, and it was it was a really interesting way to go. Like, she had some of the best arcs in Clone Wars. I think actually actually X nine who did her voice did gave a wonderful vocal performance in that entire entire series. Uh, she was the most for a lot of it. She was the most of the crux of that show, and yeah, there was a scene in well there's there's an arc episode arc in uh, season six. I'm sorry season five because that was the one that was the last one they did on Cartoon Network. Where uh, she's, I'm, I'm fine telling you this because, you, because your chance are you're not gonna remember by the time you actually get to the show. Nah, if you ever do probably not. There's just there's a arc where well, I like the fugitive because there's a bombing in the Jedi temple and she gets framed for it. Okay. And yeah, she goes on this like whole rabbit hole. like, like I said, like it's very fugitive. Asking the whole thing ends with her leaving the Jedi because like she's like I, I don't know. If I can trust you, I don't know if I can trust myself, but it's just like she ends up doubting everything she ever knew. And like, it's a really like tragic arc. It was the last one they did when oh. they were on television before they got, got the axe and moved to Netflix. Okay. But yeah, there, there's a whole lot to that character. She She's really become like a fan favorite. And in fact, she actually has like a vocal cameo in Rise of Skywalker when Ray's doing the whole be with me and all like the, the Jedi come in and talk to her through the Force that she's one of the voices. Oh, really? Yeah, so bringing her into live action I think is a good decision. Mandalorian is an is a interesting place to do it. And I do love that Rosario Dawson is playing her. Because something about ah- Ahsoka is that she has she has a distinct attitude and a distinct uh, way about herself that I think Rosario Dawson can play perfectly. So can, she, she can do it perfectly. But since you're not as well-versed with the character, what do you think about the idea of Rosario Dawson during The Mandalorian?
1: No, I mean, I like her as an actress. I think, I mean, it's a good move. Um. obviously if she's a beloved character and she has a really good story arc and stuff like that. Uh, D- Dawson's always solid in anything she does. I mean, even we talked about her, even the small little role that she had in uh, He Got Game, she's still very solid in anything she does. So, yeah, definitely a uh, definitely good move.
0: Yeah, so uh, Mandalorian, I believe, is set to deb- debut late this year, I think. Pro- probably given... May- might be uh, early 2021, but uh, we'll see. Hopefully that they can... Hopefully they can get this show done by the time that uh, uh, it needs to make its debut in late 2020. Uh, but aside from that, biggest biggest sports, uh, biggest stories were in the world of sports because, I mean, you couldn't get any news from, like, entertainment. So uh, we had, like, a bunch of, like, huge, raiders. we're not going to go over them all, but just over a couple of big ones. First of which, uh, Jason Witten going to, Jason Witten and Marcus actually going to the Raiders. So yeah, yeah Mariota makes sense. I don't know why the hell you signed Jason Witten. He's not. He wasn't very good his last season.
1: I don't know. Mariota doesn't really make sense though because I think Carr's a better quarterback. They do. Um, they do
0: have Carr, don't they?
1: Yeah. So that that to me is kind of a moot signing. Um, Witten gives uh, Carr another target because I don't think Mariota goes and starts because I don't think he's that good of a quarterback. I think that maybe just pushes Carr a little bit more to, that he can maybe lose the job. Um, but I don't think I don't think anybody's going to start over that with Carr. Carr's a good quarterback when he's when he's on. But I definitely think that Witten gives him a big target at tight end.
0: Yeah, uh, so there's that. DeAndre DeAndre Hopkins uh, is going to the Cardinals, which that was a shock. That was a shock. That's a huge hit for the Texans
1: because he is the bread and butter of the Texans offense. To see him get traded just like that, now it's going to be interesting when you have Kyle Murray you know throwing to fitzgerald and hopkins that'll be a really good one two combo so that fitzgerald, should be
0: fun is he coming back fitzgerald's coming back for another year yep. oh jesus christ i mean he's like, solid though i mean guys solid. i mean yeah he still, he still puts up numbers but god yeah. he he's getting up yep. there.
1: <laughs> yeah but but then but then again he gives the double team you give a double team to hopkins you leave open fitzgerald and vice versa so you know it's like a double-headed sword so i think this is a good move um, I don't understand what Houston's thinking in this type of situation. Just because well, you, they, you're, they
0: did, they did also sign Randall Cobb, which I don't think I don't think is a fair trade. But it's, no, they got they got something else. It's
1: I best. mean, Cobb's a good good receiver. Don't get me wrong, but um, Hopkins has been perennial like perennial like productive, he, and he's been that Hu, that, he's that been Houston their a team,
0: player for, he has a, for been. a while now. And that
1: Houston team has won that division the last couple of years and been in the and made a playoff push. So to me, kind of a Kind of a head scratching move for sure. Um, Bill O'Brien really f- seems to find ways to really self implode these teams that he is a part of. So yeah, this is uh, this is a really um, really puzzling why you would get rid of your best receiver.
0: Yeah. Uh, so anything else? This, uh, other ones: uh, Stephon Diggs signed with the Bills. David Johnson signed with the Texans. Uh, uh, Atlanta tight end Austin Hooper signed with the uh, Cleveland, which I think is a shit deal for him.
1: <laughs> that's a that's a good move for the Browns, though, just because of the fact that if you have you have Landry and you have OBJ or, or ODJ Odell uh, um, o- OBJ or OBJ y- yeah, yeah, yeah OBJ name. OBJ uh, and him along with a good tight end, solid tight end, and a good running game with Chubbs. I think that's pretty good. I think it's a I think that's a really good move for them. I just don't know what we're doing with the quarterback position yet. Baker Mayfield really hasn't sold me yet. I don't know what we're getting with that. We also did sign. Um, they signed um, what Case Keenum, I think, too. They did sign Case Keenum. I believe the the, the, the Browns. So yes. I don't know what the the mindset is going into this. Um, mm. But the weapons are there. They yeah. have a good, solid offensive uh, team there. You just have to have a quarterback she that's going to play. Because
0: Baker Baker Mayfield, he was my backup on my fantasy team, and I just literally the only reason I drafted him is because. He, uh, my first, my first quarterback was Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, and I needed a backup. When he when he got hurt, I dropped his ass like quick. I I didn't, I didn't keep him at all.
1: But he had a solid year though. Like I'm talking about before last season,
0: the full season. Okay, yeah, the the last one he he did. Yes, but this this season he was he was he was shit. Like he didn't he wasn't. No, he he
1: was garbage. And I just think that you know I don't know if the the light is shining so bright on him now to produce because you know Cleveland is a perennial you know, basement dweller in the division. And when you have such great talent around you, you know, really good two solid receivers that anybody in the league could really put up some numbers with, and, and you didn't do anything with these guys this year, this past season, it's it's super unfortunate.
0: That's true, yeah. And uh, other big other big trades, two, two, two more big trades talking about. I mean, there's a lot of little ones, like uh, Teddy Bridgewater signed with the, was it the Titans or the Colts? No, it might have been the Colts. Uh, he's, no, no, he didn't sign with the Colts. Sorry, the Titans. It might, might have been the Titans.
1: Ty- no Titans re-signed, um, watch call it, uh,
0: uh, Tannehill. Panthers, that was it, Panthers. Panthers, yeah,
1: Panthers t- took Bridgewater, yep, which yeah. was head scratching. I, I don't understand, I really think they're really pushing Cam out,
0: well, which is yeah, unfortunate they, well, no, because he's are.
1: such a, you know, intricate part of that team. Yeah,
0: but he hasn't, he hasn't really de- put up numbers in the past couple of years.
1: He's been hurt though, he, ha- he hasn't been healthy is the thing. When the guy's healthy, you look at 2015, I believe he won the, um, MVP, um, also, you know, led the Panthers to the
0: uh, Super Bowl, I believe.
1: Didn't he? Was it a Super Bowl against? Uh, well, yeah. yeah, he did. But against then he, but
0: then Denver. he, yeah. But then he. Just completely shit the bed in that Super Bowl. Like, was, but but
1: regardless, I mean, he's taken a team that wasn't, you know, really relevant and made them relevant. Especially with that tough division, you got to understand. You have New Orleans, you have Atlanta, you have Tampa Bay. Now with you know Tom Brady coming out. Oh, yeah, we'll get, we'll get that in a second. With this. this, this is going to be pretty big. This is going to be some. Uh, this will be interesting to see this division this year, especially with all these acquisitions. Oh yeah, and
0: also like the, the, the biggest trades, the biggest acquisitions are all in that division. now And I think about yeah. it because you had, mm-hmm. yeah, Todd Gurley leaving the Rams, joining another dumb move, joining the. <laughs> Falcons, which... yeah,
1: which is a, a good good move for Atlanta because you know Matt Ryan loves a good running game to complement the, oh, um, the passing a, game.
0: That's a, that's a great move. Yeah, Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, and Todd Gurley all on the same team.
1: Yeah, but you lose Hooper though. Hooper it was, uh, you did was lose a Hooper. good
0: uh, target. Hooper, Hooper was like a, was a really good target good. for like, Matt Ryan. He was like a really good sleeper hit. Like I honestly like look, look at him last year. He put up like sneaky good numbers.
1: I took him. I took him. I, I had him as my tight end because I didn't. I, did. I needed I didn't a tight do. end because well, yeah.
0: I had I had Zach Ertz and I needed a back. Uh, I needed a backup. Yeah, what Ertz didn't do. Yeah, Ertz did do particularly well last year. So I'm glad I had you know. Hooper to back me up. But uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Gurley signed with the Falcons. Longtime Chargers quarterback Philip Rivers signed with Indianapolis,
1: <laughs> which and this is this is the puzzling part because I feel like he's literally leaving a team that he's been on for you know fifteen plus years, really going to a same type of team already that he's leaving for. Indianapolis still doesn't wow you; they're not that good of a team offensively and defensively. They're exactly like the Chargers. I know that you know they were kind of pushing out. Philip Rivers, which I think is really shitty because this guy gave you 15 plus years, uh, he and also,
0: he's also the only reason they were ever relevant. contenders in anything.
1: Absolutely. I mean, of course, you did have great,
0: you had great running with when LT well, was yeah, well, there, yeah, well, Antonio Tom, Gates, Tomlinson, Gates, Sean Merritt, Sproles. Yeah, Sproles like, there. He he was the one that, like brought it all together. Like honestly, if he would, I, I always say this: if Philip Rivers had like a better a better unit behind him, like like yeah. you, you had like great pieces. He didn't have a a good hole. If he had, like, a great, like, unit behind him, that's Super Bowl MVP quarterback.
1: Well, see, to me, though, I always say that he just grew up in the wrong era. Like, we can say that about, like, tennis superstars because they're always going to be overshadowed by, like, Federer, Nadal, or, like, Djokovic. And nobody will ever realize, oh, well, Andy Roddick was really solid. You know, um, Andy Murray was really solid. Like, we don't look at that just because of the fact that all these guys had produced so much wins. You know I mean? I compare this... Because Philip Rivers reminds me of of that. Because you have your Tom Brady's, you have your Peyton Manning's. Uh, even Ben went to the Super Bowl a couple times, only one, two, but still. Um, what I'm saying is he was just overshadowed by all those teams that were going on, especially Brady with the Patriots and um, Manning with the uh, Colts, and then later on with the Broncos. I mean that the, this guy, any other era, would have had Super Bowls galore.
0: You'd be you're probably right because like Philip Rivers. Yeah. Philip Rivers is like a really. He was like a really. He's a really good quarterback. Very underrated. Yep, very, and I, very I like
1: to see, I, I, and that's that's great for the Indianapolis franchise because oh, you, have, you know you you have Manning and then Luck with that you know premature retirement. I mean, I get it. You have to look out for number one yourself, but then you then you end up getting Philip Rivers, who's still a solid quarterback, and there yeah. might be a little bit more in a tank. So we'll see.
0: Oh, uh, Here's hoping, but uh, someone who ha- apparently has something more in the tank but really really probably shouldn't. <laughs> it's uh, Tom Brady. <laughs> Uh, it was already it was already announced that we already kind of speculated that he was not going to return to New England for another season, which I thought was crazy.
1: I was surprised, to be honest yeah. with you. I really thought because I'm a huge Brady fan. I know you are. And and I just I really really thought my senses told me, you know what? He's going to end his career. He's going to be the the player that plays for one team for his whole career. And when he didn't sign back, I'm like, really? Like, but, and then well, you leave him for and, Tampa? Yeah, I'm like, no, what?
0: Not only did he leave the Patriots, he left for Tampa Bay. <laughs> Yeah, that's
1: that's head scratching. I mean it really is because I mean get I get it, you know, Evans is a pretty good um is a good is a good receiver. Who else do they have? They have another good that's, receiver
0: too. Uh Goodwin.
1: Goodwin, Goodwin and Evans. I mean I I'm telling you what, you know, this this team isn't gonna be a ready made. Oh my god, like they're gonna go to the Super Bowl next year. They're gonna be a competitive team because Brady's at the helm. I mean,
0: yeah, They'll but be, Brady can only he can only take them so far.
1: I, you know what though, I don't I wouldn't be surprised you see some other teammates of his past. Like I wouldn't even be surprised Edelman. you you're gonna see some of these they're, guys triple down in Tampa. They are
0: not gonna go they're not gonna sign Edelman and Brady. <laughs> you're not gonna New, listen,
1: I know New, you're not gonna New sign England, Edelman, but what I'm saying is you're gonna get players like even like even the when the news announced that he was um going to Tampa, he had already had you know, they were already blowing it up about you know, a lot of players had reached out to the Tampa organization said they wanted to play with Brady. New
0: New so. England New England is not going to like they just lost their biggest star of the past like twenty years. They're not gonna let go of anybody. Chance else. it's it's done.
1: The, the the Empire's fallen. I mean, that he is he was the structure uh, based upon all of what that whole entire dynasty revolved around. No, I, mean, I, know, I agree. And
0: that's why I, that's why I think like yeah. Like, you're you're going to see, like, a massive dip in the Patriots numbers coming up in the next couple of years.
1: They're still going to take the division. I mean, they'll still take the division because, I mean, the they're, they're the Patriots. Patriots. And I think even if – and, and I, that's the other thing. I saw, back. like, they signed Hoyer.
0: Huh? Oh, they did sign they, Hoyer. They
1: signed Brian, uh, Brian Hoyer. Who, they did. He, had, he, he was already there before, and then they got rid of well, – yeah, He's they, been jumping
0: around everywhere. Well, it's, it's because, like, they – because they dropped both their back. They, they, dropped, they dropped Jimmy G and Brian Hoyer in the same season. And well, you know what the the, well, the Hoyer uh-huh. Hoyer was there in a good time because he was able to be there in Indianapolis as soon as Luck left.
1: Yeah, well, which is good. I mean, you know that 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 helped him out. It's great timing. But the fun fun fact about the Niners, though, when the Niners were uh, inquiring about Jimmy G, they were actually going to give him. They were actually thinking about uh, shipping Tom uh, to get rid of him because they wanted they wanted Jimmy G as the future for their uh, franchise, and they were actually thinking him. And that's who Brady really wanted to play with because that was his you know, his childhood team. Um, I think, honestly, and they were actually, believe it or not, I think San Fran was trying to make a little push to get Brady
0: in this sure, this whole little I'm sure, sweepstakes. I'm sure every team was trying to push to get Brady because he's Tom fucking Brady.
1: I mean, it's Tom Brady. And, like, this team, like, the Niners are ready. They're ready to roll. Like, they were just there in the Super Bowl. Like, they're ready-made for you. Like, you imagine I mean, adding Brady to that? Like, th- that does make it a weird situation with mean, Jimmy G. Y- could,
0: y- you still have... The head coach. Who's the head coach of, of San Francisco right now? Shanahan. Yeah, you saw still, you saw Cal still Shanahan. Shanahan at the helm, so
1: it's not. Gonna... Yeah, I mean, uh, which is head scratching because we gave that Super Bowl
0: away. You did. Um, you really but, did. Cal Cal Shanahan's done that shit twice now.
1: But apparently, Kyle Shanahan is a huge fan of Odell Beckham, and they are talking like I don't know. They're not, I don't Niners don't have the cap room to do it. They don't, but um, Especially uh, they 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 really would like Odell, which would really help our, our uh, receiving game because we got rid of Emmanuel Sanders. He they left did. and went left to uh, the, the New Saints, Orleans,
0: which is actually like a really great pairing for him because Drew Brees just resigned, also.
1: Yeah, so that's that's a good one-two combo there. But we just we're just so deep with like receivers, like we have Kittle, you know with Kittle, and then we have you know Debo Samuel and all those other guys. So I can kind of see the signing of that. Um, they didn't want to offer him the money. I, the, the Forrest Buckner one really hurts. The defensive player that we lost, we oh. gave them to Indy for a first-round pick, which I mean, first-round pick, solid. I think we're going to use that for a receiver. Um, but you then should. we re-signed Eric Armstead to a to a big contract. But they're trying to free up some cash to re-sign Kittle and to re-sign uh, and to offer big uh, big contract to uh, Nick Bosa. So we'll see what
0: happens. I mean, Bosa's worth Bosa's worth signing because he's like a, he's a fucking beast, but. I mean, he put up. I
1: mean, his 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 stats
0: last year as a rookie were. Oh my god,
1: they were fucking tremendous. I will.
0: I will say I was like war, I was like super scared we were going to lose cause as, as a Pittsburgh fan, I was, I was scared we were going to lose Juju Smith Schuster because he's yeah his number. And I think it's solely because of Ben getting hurt because yeah
1: because Ben airs it out more and yeah he's more accurate obviously than yeah you know the, the
0: other guys you had the the Mason fucking, Rudolph and, yeah Mason Rudolph's a fucking moron who yeah. like he he's your best receiver but you never fucking throw to the guy like
1: again but look look the same thing happened in Cleveland now man you had two you had two good solid receivers that could said should have easily had over 1500 receiving yards apiece last year sure. and like at least double digit touchdowns for at least both of them so to see that yeah. happen it's just it's super sad but that's that's what happens when your quarterback well well, your quarterback didn't go down in Cleveland, but your quarterback just played like shit. I mean, but oh, yeah. when your quarterback goes down may, like that, man. He
0: may as well have gone down to Cleveland.
1: Seriously. It's just, I don't think Pittsburgh has recovered from Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown. When you had those guys, Fuck I mean, they were an offensive triage. They, they were. Now, but like, they're nothing.
0: Le'Veon Bell's a Bell, fucking diva. He Antonio, sucks now. Antonio down is fucking crazy.
1: Antonio Brown probably will not play in the NFL again because nobody wants that show. Although
0: I I did hear that like the like Brady's trying to get Tampa to sign to sign Brown, which no way in hell that happens.
1: If it happens, it's going to happen in Tampa because here's the thing: he didn't work out in New England because the New England way. That's just you're you're not going to get a a type of person with that me personality on a team that like does it by the book and it's about the team. You know what I mean? So I get that if it's going to happen. Who, what, why does Brady care? He only has a couple more years in the tank anyway. Who, who does that really... They don't like him, they cut him. Done,
0: you know? Well, um, but also, like, I guess that's because just, that's just Brady, because, like, look, save Antonio Brown, is because I God knows I have. He's a great receiver. Like, at the, at the time, when he was in the league, he was the best when receiver in the league. When he wants to play, league. yeah. When he wants to play and not be a fucking moron, can, he was the best receiver in the league.
1: And I can, I compare him to a Randy Moss, because Randy Moss yeah. is the same way. When Those years in Oakland were a waste for him. Because he, he he pissed away at his talent for a little bit because of the fact. Look at all the stats that he put up with Dante Culpepper in Minnesota; those were mind-blowing stats. Then he goes to New England, where they can kind of curb him and get his attitude in check. He had he set the season for most uh, touchdown receptions by a receiver. You also look. So, like, I mean,
0: you also look like yeah. the influx of like receiver, like great receivers coming out of Pittsburgh because you have. Just just look just looking at the ones over the year like yeah, like Santonio Holmes, Mike Wallace, yeah. Antonio Brown, and now Juju, like they like, Emmanuel Sanders got his start there too. Yeah, Emmanuel Sanders. Like, they consistently oh. had like one of one of if not the best receiver in the league at the time.
1: Well, they've got like Santonio Holmes was good. Then he kind of like, but then he really like just like shit the bed. Like he got he won was, the Super Bowl MVP for it was. I mean, yeah, I get it. It was a good that, catch, but like yeah. And
0: after well no he, because because you watch him like his highlights and, like his previous season like he was like, he was a. He was a bomb receiver, yeah. Uh, but like, yeah, after he after he left, like, it, 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 that's all the pattern. Like, they have we have a receiver, they make him a superstar in Pittsburgh. They leave Pittsburgh, and then they're just they're they're not they're not they're, they suck. Yeah, there's just no longevity with these guys. Um not, and, It and just shows just, you how strong that Pittsburgh offense is.
1: Yeah. Well, but you have a quarterback that's thrown to you too. Yeah. You go these other guys. Like, I mean, look at Le'Veon Bell. Even regardless, I'm even saying like, Darnold's a shit quarterback. Donald or Sam Donald, right? Or Donald.
0: Uh, for, for a fuck for a... The Jets. Yeah, yeah, Sam Donald. Sam
1: Donald. Yeah, so you have somebody like him, and it's like, eh, they don't have anybody on offense. So, like, that's just not good. And, like, to me, you know, when you're not in a playoff hunt or you're not, like, in the top of your division, it shows. Like, as your gameplay goes down, Le'Veon Bell was one of the best, uh, you know, running backs in the league. Look at him! He, like the guy wasn't even in the top probably fifteen rushers this year. So, oh, God no! You know, it, it's 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 crazy. It really
0: is. You realize, like everyone listens, everyone listens to this show has no interest in what we're talking about right now, right? No, where did Melvin Gordon go? The uh, Chargers running back. Melvin, I'm not sure. He went. Somewhere.
1: He, I think he went to um, the NFC South.
0: was it I want to say?
1: Did he go somewhere too? Where did Melvin? Where did Melvin Gordon go? Let me check on that. It doesn't matter because that uh, that that. Uh, ecker or whatever what a what a gem he is i had him last year on melvin Tennessee gordon
0: he, melvin gordon went to the broncos okay never mind he didn't he didn't even go to
1: the nmc wow okay i just all these moves there's like a ton of moves this year yeah
0: there was like yeah. a ton of big big and moves thank god because now we has we have nothing to talk about on this one
1: <laughs> this is what happens when coronavirus happens yeah, it's, man it's, we uh, go into sports i it, mean it's,
0: it's very it's very <laughs> rare that we talk about sports like this in depth but Hey, it's better than talking about the movie we're talking about right now because yeah, we gotta get into it. This let's uh, Pirates Month continues, and yeah. we have no one, no guest this week because, uh, well, it's Pirates Four. Yeah, let's get into let's talk about Pirates of the Caribbean: On Stranger Tide. So this this movie was coming off the heels of three, which okay, it didn't make as much as Dead Man's Chest, but it still made a ton of money.
1: Worldwide, it made over a billion, which no, no, it, it, uh, it outgrossed at, at the last
0: one. At World's End didn't. At World's End no. was under the the first was was under Dead Man's Chest, but like not by yeah. like not by like a huge amount, because like the fir- Dead Man's Chest was like a billion. At World's End was like nine seventy like, or something like that.
1: Yeah, it's still po- it, it still
0: popped. The yeah, only it's thing still, that this one it's did right in the dude, cash.
1: It just didn't gross as much domestically.
0: Yeah, it, yeah, it, it, yeah. It's it still right in the cache. So of course, oh, they yeah. actually, a sequel was in development. was in development. Uh Gorbinski declined to not come back because he was working on BioShock at the time, which didn't even happen. So they got the next best possible choice: Chicago director Rob Marshall. Oh, man, this is this is a bad movie. Funny, yeah, weird, weird how that works. And it's funny because uh, he has some off-camera discussion. I might, ed- I might edit it in. I don't know, but like. Gail and I were talking about Pirates of the Caribbean 4, and he says, like, cause as we established, he's a huge fan of the first three. He describes this as his as his phantom menace, because he hates this film that Who, Co-ho? much. Yeah, Coho. Yeah. He hates this film that much. But is there more to this movie than meets the eye? Let's find out. This is Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Man Tell. I'm sorry. We're that's next week. Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides. See the problem with see the problem with these movies? Yeah, they they all run together. They all run together, and also the t- the titles, man. Just 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 simplify. It. All right. Uh, yeah. We open up with the. I do love the fact that they gave the Disneyland Castle a Jolly Roger and had mermaids. I see. Uh, yeah, I noticed that. You noticed the mermaids <laughs> splashing the, in the yeah, water. Yeah, the mermaids the was the like, oh scene. yeah, because this, this movie's that important. Because
1: yeah, you'll need to know this later on, about an hour into the movie.
0: An hour. Yeah. So. Uh, we, we, we started off with a movie with a fishing, but not granted. This movie teases us up, the last movie teased us up for what this movie going to be, which, is gonna, which was supposed to be Jack Sparrow hunting for the Fountain of Youth. Sounds yeah. simple enough, right? Oh, uh, well. It's complicated. So we open up with these guys fish in a fishing boat, and they pull out this dude from the water and take him back to, I think it's like Spain.
1: Yeah, they're in Spain.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. No, because they literally, literally tell you in like big letters, and he te- he says the name Ponce de León, which is okay, in case you guys don't know, you conquistador history. He was okay. Yeah, he was a Spanish conquistador. What this has to do with anything? And also, the, it should be known that the the guy they take him to was homie on the left, Oscar Jaenada. He was one of the villains in Rambo Five. Remember him?
1: God, I don't even recognize. I'd have to go back and watch.
0: Yeah, he was the villain in Rambo Five. He was Cougar in The Losers, and I think I think he's only credited as Spaniard in this movie.
1: Nice. What an upgrade.
0: What an upgrade. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so uh, that ended of that scene. We get our title, and then we cut to London. Yeah, no Port Royale. Why? Because Will and Elizabeth finally are not in this, are not in these movies anymore.
1: Yeah, which okay. Right off the bat, though, this movie doesn't feel like a
0: Rubensky film. You kind of get that. No, it doesn't. And like I will yeah. say, like I will say, and this is the thing I'll like throughout this movie. I noticed, tonally speaking, this movie is probably the closest to the first.
1: Y- yeah, the the first hour, the first hour for sure.
0: No, I, th- I think the whole thing because I think it keeps that like it's a little more lighthearted, hearted. You know. Not it's not as dark. It's not as drab as as the last two sequels. I don't know, but
1: as when when the mermaids hit when we get into that, I just I think that's when the whole entire movie just really shifts, like I just think that's where it gets worse,
0: uh, yeah, we'll get to it in a second, but yeah, yeah, so we open up in London as the Jack Sparrow theme starts playing for I nah, think about it, really no reason why is it why is this theme playing now?
1: Uh, just because
0: <laughs> just because uh as we see, there's a guy with a with a hood, he's being put on trial for piracy. They they're playing it because they're trying to make you think it's Jack Sparrow. You think but, that it's Jack, but you but you yeah. pull, they pull him out of the cell. You you know you very clearly know it's not him. <laughs>
1: like it's it doesn't even look like I mean it, it doesn't even look like his like body structure at all.
0: Yeah, it turns out Mr. Gibbs played by played once again by Kevin Mickle, McNally. Uh He is on trial because for some reason people believe he's Jack Sparrow. Yeah, yeah. I understand. I I understand how you make that hey make that mistake. They look
1: exactly alike. I know, right? Ch-
0: yeah, not not since uh, John Cena was Vin Diesel's brother have I seen such an uncanny resemblance. They're like, hey,
1: we needed story, okay? We need story. We need filler.
0: I will give him credit. It's a funny idea because the one he is on trial for being for being Jack Sparrow, and the one ex the guy who's the judge actually is Jack Sparrow. I do think this part's funny. Yeah, I do think that's a funny idea. And rather than giving him hanging, he gives him a life sentence.
1: And yeah, because he has it has a big elaborate plan that goes south.
0: Yeah, so uh, the whole his whole plan was I'm not exactly sure. I think it was just to get Gibbs out and then barter yeah. passes out of London. He he bribed a carriage driver, but oh no, the carriage driver was bribed by the Royal Navy, and he has been brought before, I guess, King of England, that King was, George II. King yeah. George II, played by uh-huh. Harry Potter's uncle. Yep. Uh, we find that, we find out that they bring him here because they are trying to. Use him to find the Fountain of Youth because it's basically like the old-timey version, the Victorian version of the space race, where it's, it's just
1: be, yeah, it's, it's like almost just because yeah, it's almost, like, just, it's almost just because this, yeah.
0: England get England get catches wind that the Spaniards are looking for the Fountain of Youth, so they want to find it, and they know Jack Sparrow has the map. Yeah, and beca- and because of this, and you know, give him a little more incentive, they. Uh, offer him a position with the British Royal Navy under the command of former pirate Hector Barbosa yeah so taking a big leap from last movie to this one
1: huge leap uh this is one of these ones where like story like even how we said like about the whole it's just literally the fountain they're they're after the fountain of youth just because there's really no like initiative of why you know there's no big reason of why it's just to have it just to do it you know what I
0: mean but at the same time it's just like yeah, haven't you always wanted to see Bar- Bar- Barbosa serve the Royal Navy?
1: <laughs> yeah, this is a little
0: far-fetched, but, I that's mean... A, that's, what, that's what I want to see this character do. Yeah,
1: I mean, this guy was, like, ruthless. Like, this would be the last thing he would do, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, uh, we find out uh, that the whole reason he's doing this is because... Well, as of right now, well, we're told the reason he's doing it because uh, he... The, <laughs> the Black Pearl, the ship that uh, the last three movies are about... Yeah, the ship is gone now. Just like that. <laughs> Just like that. Gone. It's out of existence. Yep. Not, coming, not coming back. And, uh, and also that's... caused Barbosa to lose his leg because... Reason reason for the plot that we'll get into in a second. But I do like this next scene because this is a reminder that could look, look uh Johnny Depp's not as good in this movie as he is in the, the previous films, but... True. Something I will get credit for this movie. They do, they do not forget what Jack Sparrow is. Like I, like I said... Jack Sparrow he may seem like a bu- like a bubbling idiot but he always The guy can escape. Not yeah, he well he can't escape and like he's always he may seem like that's a facade because secretly he is always the smartest guy in the room. If he's not the smartest, he's always the most clever because he re- because he manages to get his shackles off, plant, plants a bunch of things is going to aid him in his escape but just like yeah, no that's actually like a really I feel like a really smart way to get out of this. And that's the way yeah. Jack Sparrow would, that is doing Jack Sparrow would. So for all the guff, that's like, that's like one of the few, like truly Jack Sparrow things they have in this film. No, I agree. And I, I do
1: like the escape as always. And I love the, the main theme playing as they're doing that. Um, I love the pastry that he has up in the, uh, the seal, the chandelier or whatever. Right. Yes. I think that's kind of funny too.
0: Uh, But anyway, so uh, continuing on, uh, we also get like a really bizarre cameo in this scene from Dame Judi Dench.
1: Which another rant, like literally, so there's a scene where he actually goes into a carriage and then there's Judi Dench. And it's a quick little interaction. And that's the last you'll see of Judi Dench, which is super crazy because, I mean –
0: it's it's Judy Dench, you know. I guess cause her and Rob Marshall made nine togethers. <laughs> well, nine was fucking awful. Nine with nine <laughs> nine is terrible. Oh, that movie's bad. Yeah. Uh but yeah, uh the escape goes on for I mean, it is a very well like staged escape and it's is yeah. it's like a very like seventeenth century era version of a car chase. So Yeah. Interesting in that. But
1: th- but these are always the the fun parts of the film, So yeah. you know, I think we can agree on that. Um, they always, there's always creative ways that he comes up with to escape these, you know, you know certain doom. And I think you know, you always have to give kudos to Johnny Depp. You know, just his character in general, and just how he portrays Jack Sparrow. And I just he- always like the what's it's, it's almost like a. I'm not comparing him to like a Tom Cruise. What's next? But it's like it's almost like a what's next though. Like, what's his next big escape going to be? Do you know what I mean? Ooh,
0: what's he going to do next? No, yeah, I, I get it. So Yeah. Yeah, uh, you see the combat British soldiers, and he's saved by another another cameo in this movie, Keith Richards once again playing Captain Teague. Who, literally 30 seconds of screen time? I, I think, maybe. Yeah. but yeah, It wasn't in that one scene, that's it. So, yeah, so, something we did forget to mention is that uh, apparently it's also been said that he is in London to recruit to, you know, Get to barter a crew, which he which is not the case. Because someone is, someone is, someone is pretending to be Jack Sparrow to recruit to recruit people. Why? Not entirely sure. They never really specify. I mean, I I guess he is the pirate lord of the Caribbean, but why? But people? it's
1: like, what's the incentive? Like, it's it's kind of again, it's like a little bit, little bit weird. I wish like CoHo would probably have a better understanding of that. I'm sure probably would, but he,
0: but he. <laughs> <laughs> <Everybody having the laughs> he, he
1: rightfully st- he rightfully sat this one
0: out. Yeah, but uh, anyway, okay. Like like I said earlier, uh, this movie is supposed to be Jack Sparrow finding the Fountain of Youth. Sounds easy, right? Wrong, because we find out that there's chalices and a mermaid tear. And right after all of this, Keith Richard is gone from the rest of the movie. Literally, like he Batman's his way out of this movie.
1: Yeah, it talks talks about these rituals that he needs in order to find the Fountain of Youth, or and yeah, he's gone.
0: Yeah. Uh, how, how how did he how did he leave that fast? I have no idea, especially considering Keith Richards was what like in his seventies making these movies,
1: and uh, under heavy drugs and alcohol the majority of his life. Okay. <laughs> He's very, yeah.
0: very very nimble, that Keith Richards. He
1: is. He's like a kitty cat.
0: Yeah. So, anyways, uh, Jack Sparrow just so happens to be in the bar <laughs> where this recruiting is taking place. It's
1: just coincidence,
0: man. This whole entire franchise is about coincidences. Summa. So not since Venom. I've we seen a movie so-, <laughs> so many coincidences. I'm telling you, man. What are the odds? So he comes face-to-face with the guy, or with the person who is, who is supposed to be uh, impersonating him. Uh-oh. I see uh, what you did there. They do, they do have a sword fight, which may as well stay, but at the same time, I constantly forget which one is which.
1: I do, too, and then I'm thinking to myself, that's totally a stunt double for his imposter. Oh, 100%. Yeah, so I, I I think of that and I'm like, yeah, it's it's really hard to decipher who's who.
0: Yeah. So uh he does so he does they, they keep fighting the Jack Sparrow person here does one move, he's like, I know, only one person I know knows that only one person in the world knows that move and never taught it to anybody else, I guess. For the sake of the story, it has to be this other person. <laughs> yeah, uh, he, he kisses him, which I guess which I think was only done because I'm sure there was a ton of fan out of Jack Sparrow on Jack Sparrow action. Yeah. As we see it, this is Angelica, played by Penelope Cruz. Boy, is she is she is completely like, I don't know,
1: not miscast. She's just like it's it's different seeing her in this film.
0: No, it is, and I don't, yeah, I don't think she's miscast. I don't think she's a bad addition for this movie. She's not
1: miscast, but you know what I'm saying? It's just, yeah. it's different having her in this type of film. Well, especially we to especially yeah. like
0: yeah, especially like jumping off of three movies dealing with oh, yeah, uh, a land where our female lead was Kieran Knightley. This is like a really kind of big departure.
1: It's a huge departure, but I mean, I mean Penelope Cruz is a great actress. Don't oh, be she wrong. is. I just think like the shift in this—it really shifts the, the complete tone of the movies because you know, kind of how you said the first three movies dealt with you know Will Turner and you know Elizabeth Swann's romance, and like you get wrapped up in that, and then all of a sudden it's like it—it it feels different. And like I said, this whole movie does feel different um, from the start. It doesn't feel like a Verbinski film. You really do. You really do feel that. Uh, there's a different actor. There's a different director at the helm, and then you just feel like there's they're just going for a, trying like a different story altogether, and it's it's different because Will and uh, Elizabeth were so big in the first three.
0: Yeah, so like we said, this is this is Angelica once again continue, continuing this franchise tradition of cinema's least convincing boy disguises. Absolutely makes me question what would she do. She have to talk to somebody because she's very clearly not Jack Sparrow.
1: Well, seriously, what she got?
0: Oh, I have a sore throat. I have. A... <laughs> People on voice all the time. <laughs> Somebody cut my tongue out. I can't talk. Yeah, so they find out this is someone from from his past. She was supposed to be. She was. This is a weird backstory because she was in line to be a nun in a Spanish convent. Another yeah,
1: totally weird. I think the more and more we, we try to explain how Angelica you know, how Angelica uh, comes about, it gets weirder and weirder.
0: Yeah. So uh, like. So yeah, simple enough. She was. She was a nun. Jack Sparrow defiled her and so she didn't take her vows she ended up turning pi- to piracy. That's simple simple enough, right? For now. Yeah. Uh but yeah, they can they continue on the British soldiers raid the bar, they escape and Jack Sparrow is taken on is uh taken pris, taken captive by uh Angelica. Who knows where? We'll find we'll find that in a second.
1: Yeah, cuz he totally gets Will Farrell and
0: Trank darted. He does. <laughs> uh, so we see that uh, Gibbs is about Gibbs is about to be hanged by Barbosa, which fucking hypocrite.
1: <laughs> yeah, so, like seriously, yeah, team player.
0: Yeah, like that guy was on your crew for who knows how long.
1: Like you guys were friends. Like yeah, this is like I said, this whole shift is just it's it's really stupid.
0: Yeah. So uh, he he's gonna kill him, but he's got to get the charge for which he, he has the charge to lead the fan of youth. Uh, but right be- right before he gets hanged. He smashes a lantern on the charts and burns them up. So he's just like, "Hey, I got everything memorized right up here." <laughs> yeah. So you need me now. <laughs> so you need me. He's like, "Okay, that's a kind of smart way yeah. to make yourself essential, Gibbs." But I'm, I'm not. He's not. really is the most trustworthy guy.
1: <laughs> no, I think Gibbs. Well, Gibbs obviously knows that because he's worked with Jack for so long. So I think right. he kind of understands that, though.
0: You know. Yeah. So, anyways, cutting cutting to the next setting, we see that Jack Sparrow's woken up. He's on the Queen Anne's Revenge. Which we find out is the ship of one of, if not the most famous pirate of all time, Blackbeard. Which actually is is actually like a really interesting, actually really interesting, really good choice to bring into this movie. I like Ian McShane as Blackbeard, right? I, I really do. Yeah, we get second, like, But what something I think works about it, at least early on in the movie, is the fact that we don't really, you don't see Blackbeard.
1: No, it's a ta- it's the uh, the build
0: up to to like maybe you're gonna see
1: him, maybe you're not gonna see him. Um I, I do like the build up of that.
0: Yeah. We see that he also has a ship of, of because he's the villain in this movie. He has a ship full of undead people, which I guess is standard issue. Yeah. Yeah, you, you, you have to do that I guess. But as far as but as far as like undead pirates, I feel like these these are like the least interesting designs we've had so far. I believe it. yeah, I, it feels like they almost like they uh like chintzed out
1: their you know the budget for for effects on that, you know what I mean? I feel like they like almost
0: half-assed that but the thing is this movie's not that cheap. This movie is It's 250. 250. No. No. For the budget it was 250. No, this movie is you, you, you don't know the budget of this movie? What? This, this, Russell, this movie cost 378 million dollars.
1: Why did IMDb say the 250 was have,
0: the the bu- budget on this? I have no idea, but no, this this is the most expensive movie of all time. Are you serious? Yes. 100%. Wow,
1: I I didn't even know that because I, because I, I, you it made sense why they, they would have gone down on this yeah, because no. it said 250, um, because at World's End was 300, and then I get kind of shaming it down to 250, like I said on IMDb, just because of the fact that you have a new, uh, director, and on top of you don't know kind of what direction they're going to go with the film, right? Really? So 370. 378. Jeez. Okay. Well, IMDb is wrong.
0: Most expensive. I <laughs> might be like in, in uh, I mean, British. In uh, pounds, because I actually filmed a lot of this in like Hawaii and like England because tax credits okay. there were way better. Yeah, so, so they, they get recap some of that. Yeah, so maybe that's it, but at the same time, yeah, this movie is more expensive than the last two, and it, oh, okay. other than the last three, and it looks, it doesn't look any better, any worse.
1: No, it doesn't. I think the first three just, I mean, really are just better looking films, obviously.
0: Yeah. So we find out that, uh, <laughs> so in. Like we said, in adding to, to Angelica's complicated backstory, we find out that she is the daughter of Blackbeard. Because just because. Because, I mean, Which mean, yeah. begs the question: How the hell does How the hell does the daughter of the most famous pirate in the world end up in a Spanish convent?
1: Yeah, I, this is just. And then all, on top of it, though, it's uh, Angelica is the captain's first mate too.
0: Nepotism. On
1: top of all that, Nepotism's a bitch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pays pays to be somebody, I guess. But at the same really, time, they introduced really
0: out el- there. element that really goes nowhere in the fact that like he, he like they introduced like she might only be lying about it. So why even why even why even bring it in? What, like yeah, like why like and they find out later in the movie she's not like why even bring why even bring that up?
1: It was stupid. It's like oh wait, you know it's like that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it's it's stupid how they try to put this into the movie.
0: Yeah, that was that was that was stupid and, and unnecessary. Um, Absolutely. So yeah, coming back so we come back to Barbosa and we see that uh, they're going they're going along. They see the Spaniards like they see they're going to the right way because the Spaniards are like on the same trail. Oh. And this I hate I hate I hate this part. Because they are teeing up. They're just like, Man your battle stations, man, get ready. And then you see them like all getting game, you're like, Oh, we're gonna get a big ship fight right now. Nope. And denied. Nope. These guys denied. are just, like, chilling.
1: They're like, Yep, uh, we see them over there, we're not gonna pay attention to that ship right over there. It's
0: like oh. They just they just keep cruising on. It's like oh. Seemed like you had a good setup for an action piece right there, but
1: uh, nah, we we need to save some money. That's true. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, we then cut to the next night, back to the queen, back to the Queen Anne's Revenge. As we see, as we see, that uh, they're all talking, and yeah, they're pretty much catching on to what the audience is catching on. They be, they basically believe that Blackbeard is not on this ship. Yeah, they, they believe he's not on this ship. They're being, they think they're being gaslighted. So they're just like, hey, you know what? We're gonna take, we're gonna take this motherfucker, right? <laughs> uh, they get a bunch, which I guess, yes. I mean, that, that 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 logic adds up. I mean, there's like way more you than there are zombie pirates, and they're zombie pirates, so yeah. So why not? So why, why not try? And look, I do credit this. This is a cool idea because as much talk as we've heard of a mutiny on the a mutiny on these uh, in these movies, and we never actually seen one actually go down. Yeah. So I think I think that's a I think that's a cool idea. So yeah. The, so the mutiny the mutiny starts. Jack Sparrow and Jack Sparrow in the most Jack Sparrow way gets everybody else to go do it and just like I'm just gonna go over here. Goes yeah, into space, like, hey,
1: you guys are here. I'm gonna go chill this way.
0: Goes into Angelica's room. The mutiny is actually going well. They take they take the ship, but that's when that's when you see it. That's when we get like the introduction to Blackbeard. Played, like we said, by Ian McShane, who is, yeah, about as great a casting choice as you can get.
1: I mean, it's Ian McShane. I mean, he's he's a solid actor.
0: So oh, I mean, he's you're gonna... he's a great actor, and he also like has yeah. he also has like the perfect air about him to play a pirate.
1: I agree.
0: Yeah, I th- yeah, I think Blackbeard was excellently cast with Ian McShane. Uh, but <laughs> aside from that, so he goes well, and like he comes out, and everyone just stops, which. I don't know why. There's like 50, there's like fifty of you, and you took down the you took down the rest of the ship. Seriously, uh, but we find out the reason is because you know, it's not it's not enough to make Blackbeard like it's, it's not enough to make Blackbeard a badass pirate. No, you gotta give him magical powers. Oh, of course, <laughs> because he has. I'm not quite sure because it's not very clear what his powers are, but he can, It looks like he controls ropes.
1: Yeah, he can, like, because you see him manipulate his hands, like, doing circles, and obviously it can do, yeah, kind of how you said it. It, it, like, uses the force, I guess. I (laughs) I have no idea. So
0: so the world's lamest superpower. I can control ropes. You have super strength, lightning, I control ropes. (laughs) Jump rope with me if you dare. Double double dutch if you dare. Yes. Uh, But... Anyway, they do like, yeah, There, there's what it's used the ropes to like tie up all the crew, the mutiny crew members. I do like the one part where the guy tried to just jump out of the movie. Yeah. And I was like, nope, get back here. Yeah. He, he saw the writing on the wall. He knew that this was not a good movie. Ab- abandoned film. Nope, yeah, was, nope, get back This movie's awful. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, they, Uh, so the only reason that they, uh, okay, I'm sorry, sorry, I gotta hit myself. So, they get all the mutineers. He's about to kill Jack Sparrow, but the only reason that he doesn't... Actually, they they don't say why. They just say they need him. Well, Angelica
1: kind of fends for him, says not to kill Sparrow, though.
0: That's true. Yeah. So, yeah. uh, He says that they need Jack Sparrow. We also... Oh, I also forget to mention the religious guy. There's a religious guy. Which, I mean, this guy in this film, is just...
1: It's it's so stupid to have him in her. Yeah,
0: played by Sam Claflin, who would go on to be uh, Finnick Odin in the Hunger Games films. And yeah, I mean, he's, it's very clear, obvious what this guy is. He's supposed to be like the new Orlando Bloom, but God, he looks like, and...
1: a, he looks like an off-brand Nicholas Holt.
0: He does, but God, is he,
1: and God is he bland? He really is. He's super vanilla. He would be like, not quite vanilla, vanilla like that boring.
0: No, he's he's like vegan soy vanilla <laughs> <laughs> with
1: no caffeine and no sugar like, and no yeah. nothing.
0: Basically. <laughs> So, uh, as part of a random draw, and as part of a random draw, he has to pick a crew member to, I guess, execute for the mutiny. So he picks the cook, which sucks, because what are they, they going to eat for the next few weeks? Way to think it through, guys. Yeah, well, <laughs> Good planning on your part, Blackbeard. He, yeah. sends, he sends them out, man. I, I will give him credit. First of all, I will say, the Queen Anne's revenge of the ship is actually quite cool. It is really cool. I, I, I like
1: the, the darkness of the, the ship. You know what I mean? It's like super dark... Oh, um, yeah, yeah the designs I, I great. Do like it.
0: the color scheme is re- uh-huh. is really nice it's it's a very well designed ship and i do like this part where they row the they row the they row the cookout i'm like hey go row as far as you can and then they just like shoot like these giant flamethrowers at them i'm not not even to yeah. question how that works because it just looks so cool
1: Oh, it's badass, dude! It's like, first off, how did the hell the flames go that far? That's that's, that's amazing.
0: Especially for especially for like this time, this time. Yeah. Period.
1: What the hell do you have there? Like, those are huge flames, man.
0: Yeah. Uh, and I hope you dug those flames, Lord, because you will never see him in this movie again. No.
1: <laughs> you like it? That's uh, that's gone now.
0: Which sucks because, like, yeah, and something a, a thing is like desperately missing this movie. There, there are no ship fights. No, there's really not. No, no, no not, not, no, not one ship fight in this movie.
1: No, and which which was such a common theme with the first, you know, with Verbinski's trilogy, which is like to get again, you get that shift to having Rob Marshall directed. I don't understand. I don't understand the logic in it, because there's even that scene that we said right there where, you know, you had that you have them prepping up the, the ship getting ready to attack. And it was it's like, like they're,
0: about, they're about to throw down. Oh, no, no, okay. no,
1: nope, nope, not today.
0: Yeah, and uh, the the Spanish in this movie are there's something else we'll get we'll get to in a second, but yeah, we cut to the scene like we talked about earlier. He t- he's talking to Blackbeard, tries to tell him that Angel- Angelica's not his daughter, but he is. So that whole thing was completely pointless.
1: Yeah, again, it was just just for talk.
0: We also see that Jack Sparrow has a voodoo. They have a jack of the Jack Sparrow voodoo doll because I guess that's something Blackbeard can do also now.
1: <laughs> yeah, which makes no sense because like, how does it have powers? Like, aren't you supposed to collect? Like in in a voodoo, aren't you supposed to have like hair from the that's actual true? Person you're or something you're like that? supposed to collect the hair from the person, or else. It so I'm work. like, how is this working? I don't get it. Like, what what did you take of Jacks that make this voodoo doll? Do you know what I
0: mean? Uh, yeah, but anyways, back, I don't know. Anyways, back Barbosa for another for another use scene. He's, he's really kind of turned into Cutler Beckett of this movie.
1: He has, which sucks because
0: he's such a good villain. Oh, he, he was he was he was such a good character in those first, in those first three, or I guess one and three because he's barely into.
1: But they just don't know what to do with these guys. Is the thing I think that that's
0: why they we'll really don't. And speaking of which, we're an hour we're an hour into this movie already, and, and it's just, halfway
1: over. It's yeah, ha- yeah, it's
0: halfway over, and I, but really, like nothing's happened.
1: No, literally, you could actually watch it at the hour mark, and literally still catch the basic. Well, the mermaid part would kind of confuse you, but outside of that, though, there's really nothing
0: that you miss. Yeah, like they like it's this movie meanders so much, you you forget what the plot is. Yeah then anyway, we find out that, yes, they are, in fact, going to mermaid water because you need a mermaid tear for the Fountain of Youth to work. I don't know why it's – see, even, even things that should be simple are like, ungodly complicated. I mean, it's just, again – and this is the part, okay, up until the hour
1: part, I think, to me, was an okay film. I mean, it wasn't great, and it was a lot different than the original trilogy. But to me, this back end, this last like last half of the film, is where I think this movie just oh, was it, right it at, falls. Was it
0: right after the dance sequence? There's a dance it sequence was, in this movie.
1: Yes, yes, it was right after this.
0: Yeah, Angelica and Jack Sparrow have a dance, have a dance off. Uh, we find out that uh, in order for the Fountain of Youth to work, well, there's two chalices, a mermaid tear, and you have to drink. You drink one, and then you give the other one to someone else, and you drink. My- you basically drain all their life. Fountain, of okay. fountain of youth. It's a son of a bitch,
1: man. You, you really got to put some plan into it, man. It's like yeah, God damn, why? <laughs> who who designed this shit? I'd be like, I thought this was just like a geyser that you just like take the chalice cup and drink, and it's done. Literally, like that's like that that, that should be as simple as it should be. It, it should be, and it's so elaborate and so like oh well, well shit. We have to have another. How can we? You know, introduce something else that's in the sea or something like that. And it's, oh, I got an idea. Let's do mermaids.
0: Oh, and speaking, oh, and speaking of which, uh, well, before this, we found out that that uh, uh, Blackbeard was actually the one that sunk the Black Pearl, and, and he, he has ha- like a collection of ships yeah, or whatever. Ships and he was like, "Hey, if you help us, you help us. We'll give, we'll give you the ship back."
1: And how the hell do you get? How the hell do you get in the bottle?
0: Well, that's that, that, that's a very good question. But I also have that question for your like, man like ship like bottle ships like in real life how did you how did you get that in there
1: yeah but like what do you do do you like break it do you have to like shatter the bottle for well, the they, ship
0: to come out they do establish that in the next movie
1: i forgot cuz the movie was so bad that i kind of cuz that's the other thing that you and i were talking about you like i think us watching these movies like in order you see so much that you miss right do you, do you know what I mean? Because yeah. like they, there's years between the release of these films that you don't catch that you're like, what the hell? Is, why? But then as we're watching it all together, it makes sense. Like it does flow. You know, what I mean, story wise. But then you're like watching it in the theater, you're like, wait a minute, what the hell? Why?
0: But yeah. And yeah, because the movie doesn't have enough. Doesn't have enough already going on. Mermaids show up now. <laughs> uh, we see that like yeah. And, oh yeah, we're we gonna talk about Scrum played by Stephen Graham. Who was uh? Who actually go on to be in Rocket Man? he go on to be in uh, The Irishman. Going to have like a very nice career. Uh, but yeah, like <laughs> this, this scene where he's singing, like, "Sing a song to bring the mermaids one come," and like they, he knows that these things are going to try and kill him, but he's like, "No, yeah. I'm gonna kiss, I'm gonna kiss a mermaid, lads."
1: Now, can we just say now? Tell me that this isn't me, okay? The mermaid that popped up looked exactly like Amanda Seyfried. I thought the same thing. Okay, so then I researched it, okay? Her, the actress's name is Gemma Ward. She was Dollface from The Strangers. Oh, shit. She was, wasn't so she? So she, she's the one that comes in, and she's the one that knocks on the door and says, uh, right. is who, yeah. Oh, I didn't I know. just thought, I thought that was kind of cool. So that's the voice behind Dollface from the, did, the Strangers. I did not know that. Yep. So I just thought that was kind of cool little tidbit to throw in, little little fun fact.
0: But I also love this whole, this whole mermaid strategy. It was like sing, try and lure them in slowly. And then, when that doesn't work, just fucking just launch.
1: Dude, I had no idea. Like, you think it's like calm. Oh, they're soothing. You know, they're mermaids. And then all of a sudden, they turn into piranhas. I'm like, what the hell?
0: <laughs> I, I, my favorite part about it is when they're just like jumping at the ship.
1: Oh, my God. Yeah. It's like, it's mass hysteria, dude. It's
0: like, yeah, seriously, mass hysteria. Yeah. And, you know, this would be fun. If it was characters that I gave a shit about.
1: Yeah, that's the other thing. Like, I just think, to me, this is, again, this is where I, I think this this movie just falls apart right here. I just think this is so far fetched and it's
0: so boring. Yeah, I mean, well, it's not, we, we had fish people in the last two movies, so I don't think it's like that far fetched. I think they just managed to build up characters characters in situations that like you would you would actually like feel something yeah. for. And so, like when the, like when things like this happen, like you were like slightly more invested. Like the whole like mermaid ship. It's a bunch of characters that we just met and like literally know nothing about, so I don't think it's not as engaging as anything. No, in the first I agree. Movie. So uh, yeah, we get to uh, so yeah going on. They're trying to capture a mermaid, but it's not working, and so <laughs> Jack Bear decides to abandon this mission and blow up the lighthouse, which to- totally about die hard in this shot. Yeah, seriously, eat, eat your heart out, John McTunin. <laughs> And we see that uh, Philip is on his own. He managed to capture a mermaid that looks. Speaking of Amanda Seyfried, this one looks exactly like Liv Tyler. She does. Yeah. Again, these are like I had to do like a double
1: take on some of these and look at IMDb because I was curious. It's like, ah, oh, that that first one, Amanda Seyfried, to like to, to the T.
0: Yeah. To and the T. And tea. this one's Liv Tyler. For sure, I see it. Yeah. This and this is his love. Interest now because yeah, and there's to be Pirates Four. This is also the Little Mermaid live action remake, all in one. So they capture the mermaid after Philip stabs her in the tail, but uh, like you said, he's in love, so he, he's conflicted about it. And then coming kind of the next day, we see that uh, uh, the sorry, not the Queen of the uh Barbosa ship. They get there. He just tra- he just straight up leaves his homies to die. <laughs> he has like two ground crews. Yeah, and then like everyone else on the ship, and the, like, the ship gets attacked by mermaids. Which I'm not sure how this is working. With the, those mermaids must have like a killer vertical. Yes. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, he just, like leaves all his like British homies to die. So uh, they're going off. They had the mermaids, so now they have to make toward. They have to find the chalices. Uh, so they're rooted, they're rooting through the jungle, and they get to a cliffside. This is where. This is where they have to send Jack Sparrow, because reasons. I don't know why. And this, is, this is where the movie takes like, like it's just the longest detour for no real reason. Yeah, I feel like this is like this is a real boring part of the film because he's like, "Look, you're gonna you're, you're gonna go over and you're gonna grab it, or else I'm gonna kill, <laughs> or else I'm gonna kill Angelica." And he's like, "Oh yeah? Well, give me six. Like, "All right, well, give me six pistols and put both the two of them and don't tell me which one." I'm just like, why are we doing any of this?
1: Like it's like I don't understand what you guys are trying to get to. Yeah, it's kind of silly.
0: Yeah. So, uh, no. it's, like, it's like I don't think I don't, if I am I like gonna survive? So he throws voodoo doll over, which it's kind of weird. That voodoo doll really works. Shouldn't he be drowning as soon as he as soon as he hits the water?
1: You would think it's, only, it's a it's a voodoo doll when it's
0: convenient for a voodoo doll. Yeah, the voodoo doll that works when it's convenient when it's convenient for the plot. So uh, Jack Sparrow ends up, t- ends up taking the leap. Goes off on his own to find uh, the ship that they're looking for. He finds it, but oh no, Barbosa's there. Uh-oh. And if that weren't enough, turns out the Spanish have already been there, and they already have the silver chalices.
1: Yeah, th- again, this is just crazy. Like Everybody just seems to know where to go. <laughs>
0: And they yeah, they didn't have they didn't have the charts the navigation. That's the, the thing.
1: Way. That's what I'm like. Like yeah.
0: Singapore. Like, like, How the hell does
1: everybody know where everybody's going?
0: They didn't have the Singaporean charts. How'd they know where to go? Seriously, there's no GPS. Yeah, there's no GPS. There's no map. Well, there are maps, but there's like <laughs> nothing for here. Seriously. Oh, we also see that uh, literally uh, the the love story between Philip and the mermaid, which. Like, so awful so awful because like, like they share like like two sentences together and, they're and then are
1: now, now all of a sudden it's just one true love
0: yeah and the whole thing they gotta get the mermaid to cry so they put her in like this like shallow pool and they like make it look like they killed Philip
1: which... yeah, which I was surprised because I thought for sure it looks like the, like
0: he's dead. My question is what? What did they? What did they do to him? <laughs> if...
1: Yeah, I was like, then all of a sudden, like he just had like it was like a trek. It was like a trank dart or something they shot at him or something. I guess.
0: I guess. I, don't, I know.
1: don't know. It was weird how they did that. I thought for sure he was there when I shot
0: him. Yeah. So, anyway, while well, all this is going on, Jack Sparrow and Marbosa head to this head to the Spanish camp where the where the chalices may or may not be. Actually, well, the child where the chalices are. Uh, he goes there. And he's like Okay, what was okay, like they they try they try and break it in but it doesn't work. They get captured. And that's where we find out Barbosa's real motive. The whole reason he's doing this is not because of his commitment to the Royal Navy, it's because he wants to get revenge on Blackbeard, who I guess he knew would be after this thing.
1: Because he was part of the um was it he was part of the uh I don't know. Remember when Angelica was talking about like the uh, the not the ritual, but... Prophecy. The...
0: prophecy, yeah. Prophecy,
1: yeah, that that he would be, like, he, be killed, killed by, by a one one-legged, one-legged man. man. Yeah, so we obviously know Barbosa from from that little which, excerpt at the which beginning is, of it. We, we which know. is the
0: only reason he has one leg in this movie. It's
1: the only reason why, because if not, then the prophecy, you don't even need to enter the prophecy in the movie.
0: Yeah, and yeah, that, that, that's literally the only reason for him to have one leg in this entire film. Seriously,
1: it's just to, yeah, it's to fulfill the prophecy that Angelica told Jack.
0: Yeah, uh, so they get they get captured. Jack Perils pulls off very impractical escape and an already impressive line of impractical escapes. Yeah, he
1: is uh, modern day Chris Angel.
0: Pretty much. Well, actually, past past day Chris Angel.
1: Past day Chris Angel, I should say. Sorry.
0: Uh, yeah, we find out that also. Oh, oh, what? Philip's alive? What? What?
1: That, this is the thing I didn't understand. I'm just like, they killed him. Like, it, I, is. it is what it is, though. It's
0: like, okay. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, this uh, and this looks like an elaborate... I think we're having what's look. What's the mermaid's name? Serena? Oh, Lord. I don't even know. Who, yeah, it doesn't matter. The mermaid... One
1: of, one of them, yeah.
0: He tries to free the mermaid. And... Uh, she's and she's able to let off a tear, a tear of joy, which I guess are more, are more potent than tears of sadness.
1: <laughs> it doesn't really matter. It's like, give doesn't... me that damn salt water. <laughs> yeah,
0: give, 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 give me that salty eye water.
1: Give me that salty eye water. I need it. And I like how she just stays still for them to do it. Like she's
0: not trying to flail. You know what I mean? Yeah. No. She, she, she's she's <laughs> she's like, ah, yeah. Well, it's already, it's already done. Why not?
1: Yeah. She's like, I'm here. I just I have to I just have to stay still.
0: Yeah. So, anyways, Jack Sparrow gets back to uh, the Black the Blackbeard's crew. And then they get to the cave where the Fountain of Youth is supposed to be. Yeah, uh, only, about an hour, but only about an hour and ten until we finally get to the actual like finding of the Fountain of Youth. Yeah, seriously. And we find out, like, the only reason, apparently, kept, he's kept alive, is because they think he's been to the Fountain of Youth. Which I don't know where they got that impression from. If he was looking
1: for it, yeah, that's, to me, I just don't understand.
0: But yeah. sure, we'll go with it. Sure, why not? Uh, but so they get to it now. I will say I do like, I do like the visual way they get into the view because like the war, like, like the water is going upside down. Oh, the, the upside down water! Yeah, yeah. I
1: think that's kind of cool. But I think it's funny like how everybody just like all, everybody knows just to go up there. <laughs> <Yes>. She <laughs> notice that after Sparrow goes
0: up. Everyone's already up and. Yeah,
1: I'm like, what the who's, hell?
0: who's still who's still down there <laughs> because that, they can't all reach.
1: That's what I don't understand. Like literally.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Okay, they they find the Fountain of Youth, which is the design of which is not nearly as interesting as it could be.
1: It's it's so plain, man. So boring. It's it's a boring-looking Fountain of Youth. So so boring. They could have made it so elaborate and so cool, but yeah, they did not.
0: Yeah. So, uh, anyways, they 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 go up and they're ambushed by Barbosa's crew. They get into a fight. Then the Spanish show up feeling really the only thing they had to give is me because that's the thing I also notice, the Spanish really contribute almost nothing to this film.
1: They really don't. They're literally just there because, like, because we have to hurry up and race against. It's just
0: they're there as a just for plot. That's really all. Really, really. that's it. Like, and there's there's so much going on. Much like every project, there's so much going on with this one. When here it should be. There's really, they really you can cut so much of this. Like, you can cut, you can cut the Spanish, you can cut, uh, you, you can cut Barbosa working with the British Navy, you can cut the British Navy all together.
1: But it's funny because we mentioned that we're saying that on a movie that literally is like a two hour and ten minute runtime, yes. And the ones that are two hours and 40 minutes say, like, they they need they can cut out so much more. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. they I feel like they don't put enough into this one, like, they don't like. They could easily put different things in there to make it, you know what I mean, more coherent. I should say, like I don't know, because yeah, so, it's like the ones that we're talking about—the two hours and forty minutes. You have this one's like two hours and ten minutes, and it doesn't know what the hell it wants to do.
0: It's just—it's just because yeah. it's not written in a way where it's stream- where it's streamlined enough. Yeah, because it is streamlined to a degree, but it's not done so. Because like you look at like look at the first one—it's just, it's just pirates trying to break a curse. Simple enough. yeah,
1: but it's nice and simple.
0: Yeah, simple enough, easy to follow. Here we have Racing the Spanish and Revenge on Blackbeard and trying to get the pearl back and mermaids and chalices and it's like why 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 are we doing you're, any you're of you're this? You're
1: introducing so much and not putting enough like you don't need to introduce every single thing.
0: Yeah, so uh, we get into the big fight which really should be sh- should be simpler than it is because all you got to do is kick out like, kick out Barbosa's little kickstand. Yeah, and and
1: and drink out of it uh, and, and, and the, then that's
0: and it. The, oh, and the fight's over.
1: Yeah, done deal.
0: Yes, but no, he hasn't do that. Uh, Spanish show up and it's funny because like, dude's like, we claim this place in the name of, of the name of King George, and he gets shot. Now that guy that gets shot is actually remember the dude from the first movie and like the sequel where he's like, that's got to be the greatest pirate I've ever seen. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That it's that it's that guy. Aww. Oh. There's he's been in all four of these movies. <laughs> and, no and that's how he has to go. That's how he has to go. There's really no reason for him to yeah. be in this movie at all. I, gotta I don't do him dirty like that. I don't even think he has a. cohom I know the I don't even think he knows the name. Yeah,
1: that's yeah, oh, that's I, crazy. I, I don't know the name of this guy. No, I couldn't tell you. Guy who
0: gets shot. Oh, by the way, Phil, Philip gets stabbed. That's the thing that happens. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> no, not not Philip. Oh yeah, but the sort of the Spanish are not here to use the Fountain of Youth. They are here to destroy it because it's an abomination against the faith. It's just fucking.
1: But it's like but to me it's like why like well, who cares? I mean like why but like it, just leave it. Leave it alone. Like, who cares what other people will do? But like also like there's like th- really that's the reason you've been looking for this the whole time. It's literally like like non-believers burning down churches just because. That's you know like, what I mean? That's literally it honestly. Like it's, it, it really is and it's stupid. It's like, well who cares? They're not bothering you. Who cares what they do? It's
0: just it's just not an interesting reason.
1: It's stupid. Be... I think it's so underwritten and kind of how you said it. They just, they didn't know what the hell, like they should have been done at three. I think three, like how you know, Coho, you and I were talking about last show. I think three was where it was at. Verbinski kind of wrapped it up in a nice little bow and I think that's how we should have left it.
0: But they're like, nope. Let's found of youth. We got a fourth movie. But uh, while while they do destroy the thing, uh, at the same time Barbosa uses his sword, his sword, which is laid with poison, uh, cuts down uh, Blackbeard. Uh, he cut, he cut, cuts down Blackbeard uh, and he's going to die. About the same time, <laughs> uh, Angelica tried to take the sword out, but it's also poison. So she's cut, now she's going to die also.
1: Didn't she... Didn't uh, Jack say that before, though? That his sword was
0: poisonous? He, he said it as she was grabbing it. Uh, no, oh, okay. Eh, never mind.
1: But still, well, a warning. You know, Hey, listen... <laughs> Uh, Don't put your hand in the fire, it's hot! <laughs> oh, shit, you just Oh, didn't. no! Oh, no! <laughs> uh,
0: so, yeah, uh, she, she do that, they're, about, they're both about to die. He recovers the chalices, which were smashed by the Spaniard, Oscar Jayanda, who, I just realized, is now credited as the Spaniard. doesn't even have a name.
1: That's it, man. That's, that's downgrade.
0: Yeah. Uh, Jesus. Uh, so, uh, he recovers the chalices, gets the tear. Uh, even though they've been destroyed, he finds a little runoff in the bottom that he pulls from, he's just like, here, okay, Angelica, you drink this glass, it has the tear, you drink this glass, it doesn't have the tear, and, and everything's going to be all right. Okay. And then Blackbeard drinks the one that had the tear, Angelica drinks the other, and he's like, oh, wait, I lied. That one had the tear, that one didn't. Which makes me think, what would have happened if, Barbossa, if uh, no, if Blackbeard did drink the one that didn't have the tear?
1: Yeah, and like like Sparrow just kind of got confused because he like mixed them up, and he was like, "Oh shit, which one did?" Yeah,
0: uh, but anyway, so yeah, uh, he drinks it, and uh, look, he's tonally has been pretty consistent. This is the one death that's like extremely gruesome.
1: Yeah, which I'm like, why?
0: <laughs> because like, <laughs> like the, the water surrounds him, and then it's like rips all of the his, flesh like, from his, his skin, bones. and yeah, and it just it's like it's inc- it's an incredibly dark way to die. <laughs>
1: Yeah, you just see his like
0: little skeleton
1: hand reaching out.
0: Yeah, and it is, and it is like cra- it's like crazy. It's, it's the most like gruesome death of any of the pirates movies, probably. Yeah, it, it's completely out of place with this with this movie. Yeah, I agree. So, anyways, uh, Philip gets back to Seri- to the mermaid. I think her name is Serena. Get he gets back to her. He like saved my life. Takes him underwater. What happens to him? I have no idea because we never see these characters again. And well, I don't how's he care. breathing down and, there? And, like, what the I, heck? I don't, like, I don't care to find out. Yeah, like like you gotta explain that kind of stuff, if you're gonna do that. Uh we see that uh Jack is about to Maroon Angelica in the traditional pirate way, it's like one pistol, one shot. You know, just in case they start to death. Just in case they don't, you don't want to start to death. They actually uh, to some little, very little credit, I will say but, uh, Johnny Depp and Penelope Cruz do actually have Really good chemistry. I, I do. I like agree. Them together. I agree. And I also, agree. like. I like. I like. Blow the movie.
1: Oh, Blow's fantastic. Movie. I, think,
0: I think they're really good in Blow together. I think they they carry out over. They carry over that into this movie also. I agree. Uh, so yeah, he leave, leaves her behind. He tries to make an excuse to stay. He wastes her one shot on him, and yeah, leaves her there. And then he then he sits on a quest to try and figure out which way, how to get the pearl out of said bottle. And that's where the movie ends. We go to the post-credit scene. We see Angelica has the Jack Sparrow voodoo doll. That's
1: such a. This may be the one of the worst post-credits. It's, so
0: stupid. It's 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 one of the worst. I don't know. It might, it might be yeah. better. It might be better than the dog being the, the tribe leader, but at the same well, time, it's right up there because it's like, oh,
1: don't forget about the voodoo doll. It's
0: I mean, like, okay. yeah, but <laughs> at the same like, okay, it would be cool if this would let led to something. But there is no follow up to this film. Because this character does not come back in Pirates of the Caribbean Five.
1: Yeah, this is it's so dumb.
0: And that's the end of the movie. And yeah, I, I, okay. Look, backstory. So I like, like I was a huge fan of the first three Pirates. I, I didn't see this one in theaters. Caught it on caught it on one of the movie channels once. Never saw it again. This is the first time I'm revisiting this movie in years. Well,
1: I saw and this one in the theaters. I, yeah, I've seen all five in the theaters.
0: Yep. I, I realize why I. I've realized why I haven't seen this one since, because this one is just, look, at least the other ones, while cr- like while overcomplicated and crazy, at least gave us some cool things. Like, he, ha- he had a, c- a good cast. You had, oh, we forgot to mention, Bar- uh, Barbosa takes control of the Queen Anne's revenge, and now he's back to being pirate Barbosa which is cool. I think we wanted to see.
1: Yeah, but again, why even introduce the thing where he's part of the Bro, like, like, like why, why even introduce it if you're just gonna revert back to what he was?
0: Like, yeah, waste of time. Yeah, but like, like, like I was saying, yeah, we're, we're overcomplicated. This one is yeah. just this one is just kind of boring. Like, really, it's, a, it's bland. Yeah, no, nothing happens for like an hour of this movie, and then too much happens in the next hour.
1: Yeah, and, and it just it's it's a poorly. Just a poorly written movie, kinda of how you were saying. Just just not good. Like all the stuff that we, we come to know and, and, and love with the first three. I mean, yeah, they had faults, but like just it just, just just didn't work.
0: Yeah, it doesn't come together as a whole. Like this one actually I I I think there there is something that they're missing from the first one. I think that's because they decided to for some reason double down the supernatural elements.
1: Yeah, I could see that, but then you're 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 putting in that stupid plot with like, you know, uh, mermaids and all this other stuff. I just I don't know. I this, the movie's just confused. I don't think it knows where it wants to go.
0: It it doesn't. They were really gras- they were really grasping at anything for this movie, but you could also end,
1: tell that Verbinski didn't direct it. Yeah, you know, just everything.
0: And but I will say, in the end, it did pay off because this movie <laughs> made a billion dollars. Oh yeah, so they're like, ha
1: ha ha! Who's laughing now?
0: That's true, which did so. fund their idea for the next movie. Uh, yeah, well, which was, we'll yeah, which we'll get to next week. But yeah, that was our thoughts on Pirates to be on Stranger Tides. But no, I think it's fair to say we were not big fans of this one.
1: No, uh, kind of how you and I said before, I think it's one of the ones where the movies get you know progressively worse after you know Dead Man's Chest. I think we obviously liked you know it was the best of the sequels. And then it just started to get progressively worse. I think this one, I don't know. I, I, I got to rewatch the fifth one. But this one, as of right now, is the worst Pirates.
0: I, I, um, I would concur. I think this is the worst one we've had so far.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: And uh, so, yeah, that's it. that's it. Really, really short episode today. But. Yeah, not much. Not much else to talk about.
1: We're boring, man. What can we say? Well, we're not, we're not that we're boring. It's just not,
0: nothing. Nothing's happening <laughs> we, in the world. We of... can
1: only report to you what's going on. We're quarantined, so watch <laughs> Watch Contagion.
0: All right, so uh, Russell, you want to give our plug for us? Where we head up? Yeah, you
1: can find us on Facebook, Notorious by Chance, is the group. Um, after next week's episode, we'll be putting polls back up, so go ahead and get involved on that. Um, and then you can also find us on uh, Notorious by Chance YouTube. Which you know we've been wanting to do now we can't do it because there's no new content. So maybe we'll put something up there just to say hey we're not dead.
0: Or maybe um, or maybe we'll go and uh, maybe we'll go and like review stuff we missed we didn't get a chance to in theaters.
1: Yeah, because we do have we have plenty of opportunity to do that. And we also could do Rise of Skywalker because I believe that's coming out in a couple weeks on uh, Blu-ray. So maybe we can do
0: that or something. We'll we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. Yeah. Uh, I'll, uh, as for me, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram at chance for is underscore 91. Uh, you can check out. Uh, actually, actually, I can say but this week. I'm sorry, my other podcast back up again. PFBCA podcast, podcast, acronym. Because why not? I can't leave my house. <laughs> so, yeah, I uh, may as well. Yeah, and, absolutely. Uh, yeah, I uh, say uh, watch the showdown but we're kind of at a hole right now. Matches are slowing down because we can't. We because of this LA quarantine rule, we can't record anything right now. So uh, hopefully things will go back to normal soon, sooner rather than later. But hey. We're not going anywhere. We're not no, going we're, anywhere. we're here. You're, you're stuck with us. All right. And, uh, yeah, Pirates Week. We have one more movie left in Pirates Week, and then we're back to our regular scheduled programming. And we will see you next time.